I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Esports Bank Network. We've got an absolutely tremendous hour coming up for you. We got a double, we got a double down of tremendous sports gambling podcast guests. Says you got a lot of G's in there, and coming up in fifteen minutes is an OG. We've got Ryan Kramer. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be chatting with him about the Super Bowl, what he's all taking a look at, and I know he always lends tremendous insights. And for those that like. This spot here on VSIN every single Friday, you're able to catch he along with Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network right here. So you always want to be tuned in there. And Ryan, he's going to be lending some great insights in about 15 minutes. And then in about 45 minutes, we're going to be joined by Terrell Furman. Get some of his thoughts on the Super Bowl as well. I also know that he does a tremendous job on the NBA front. So we'll see if perhaps we can get a player or two for Wednesday. Because when it comes to the Super Bowl, it is a tremendous game. It is going to be a lot of football, but... That said, the one thing that it is not is being played on Wednesday, and we do want to get you guys some sweats for Wednesday, which is why we're going to get you guys my DK Network right up pick here in a minute as well. But first things first, we got to give ode to a team that never lets us down. I'm looking at you, George Washington, who let us down on Tuesday. But that said, everyone behind the scenes here at VEASAN, they're the best team of all. They are always on point. They always make sure that everything is just functioning so well because everything that you see in here on VSIN, it's courtesy of so many hardworking people behind the scenes. You've got my producer, Brian. He has really set up a tremendous guest list. He always does a good job, but he gets a extra gold star today. And for those that are out here in Las Vegas, by the way, for the Super Bowl, if you're looking for some of the hot spots to be able to go in terms of being able to grab some nice grub, being able to find a drink or two, maybe some just places that aren't going to be super duper packed. Brian, he does a tremendous job with his show slash podcast, Concierge Confidential Podcast. You want to catch that wherever your podcast, he does a tremendous job there. So we always appreciate the great efforts of Brian, who, much like myself, a Green Bay Packers shareholder. We like those people on this show. When it comes to everything that you see in terms of video form, if you're watching on VEASAN.com, if you're watching on YouTube TV, just anywhere there you're able to get VEASAN, Alexis has one of the toughest jobs over here at the network she has to make me look halfway presentable with regards to a video form always does a great job there and all the graphics that you see on visa.com youtube tv that is courtesy of uh, uh, that is courtesy of alexis does a great job there and even when i sometimes have my hiccups with regards to what i'm saying you're able to hear it also clearly because our audio engineer taylor always top notch with regards to making sure that everything is crisp and clean no matter how you're listening to it whether you're watching on video on visa.com youtube tv whether you're listening on 
Sports Map Radio, the iHeart Radio app, or perhaps after the fact. Every single show that we do here at VEASAN, you're able to catch it in podcast form. If you go to VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast, search for the VEASAN Bets Feds feed. That's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, list goes on and on. Everything is crisp and clean there. Thanks to Taylor and with regards to getting up all those hours and getting up all those podcasts, it is our good friend Aramis who does a great job there. And he also does a great job with regards to our Twitter slash X feed at VSIN live, all the highlights that you see from every single show. And this is all shows, not just the Greg Peterson experience with regards to the podcast and with regards to those video highlights, that's follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, v tonight, list goes on and on. Aramis does such a great job there. Everyone behind the scenes, they do such a tremendous job. It really makes my job so much easier as well because, anyways, make things all crisp and clean for me to come in and just be able to lend some insights. And now I need to do my job in terms of being able to give you guys some winners because they always hold up their end of the bargain. And we've been doing well with these write-up picks. I did pick George Washington. That was my fault. I have learned my lesson. George Washington, long in the tooth. What was I expecting? Betting on someone that was born in the 1700s. I mean, George Washington had a nice run back when he was able to take all those wins in the Revolutionary War. This is not the Revolutionary War anymore. It's out going up against a pack of Rhode Island Rams. So that was my fault on that one. You're going to stay away from the sides with this one on Tuesday, on Wednesday. By the way, if you're still taking a look, 18 games above 500 with these, hitting at just below 60%. So we're doing well here. So we're going to look at this total in 703-704. We do head back to the northeast part of the country, but we look at the ACC as it is Syracuse playing us at Louisville. Number has come down quite a bit in this one as Syracuse was a 10-point favorite. Now they're between an 8 to an 8.5-point favorite. Totals remain relatively steady, though. This total is anywhere between 153.5 to 154, and my write-up here is actually going to be on the total. I'm looking at this total under just because this Louisville team has not been able to get very free-flowing and smooth offense, to say the least, as this is a Louisville team that is currently clocking in 302nd in all of college basketball with regards to their three-point shooting percentage. They're shooting about 30.8% from distance. Going up against the Syracuse team that, to say that they've been supreme with regards to their three-point shooting defense, I think would be going a little bit too far, but they've been pretty solid. They're about 130th in all of college basketball with regards to opponents' three-point shooting percentage. And when they're at home, opponents are only shooting about 31.5% from three-point range against them. And this is a Louisville team that has been cooling down quite a bit in terms of their three-point shooting as you've got Mikey James who's been able to give you about 13 to 14 points per contest shooting in the high 30s from three-point range but outside of him you've got Sky Clark who gives you about 2.9 assists per contest but he gives you as many assists as turnovers he's shooting about 31 percent from three-point range and as a matter of fact when it comes to this Louisville team you currently have two guys on the roster shooting above 30 uh, above 35% from three-point range. I are currently active only one player because J.J. Trainer he has been out of the fold really since mid-December. So you don't have a lot of guys that are able to hit from three-point range. And when it comes to this Louisville team, they don't do the world's greatest job of being able to take care of the ball as well. And that is really where the bread is buttered for Syracuse. As we are looking at Syracuse for versus Louisville for our DK Network right at pick right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa the Sports Betting Network. And where the Syracuse team has been able to prosper on defense is 
being able to generate these turnovers. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, Syracuse is number 35 in all of college basketball, going up against a Louisville team that they have been turning the ball over about 12.7, 12.8 times per game. They're outside the top 210 with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis. And this is a Syracuse team that has been all the more beastly when they have been at home. They're allowing 12.3 points fewer per one of possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot court environment. And it's a Syracuse team that they've been having a little bit of a rough go of it in terms of their offense as well. The Syracuse team, they are well outside the top 225 with regards to their overall three-point shooting percentage this season, shooting about 32.5% from the outside. Now, they do go up against a Louisville team that they have been rough with regards to their defense. They are outside the top 275 with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. There's really no drop-off with this team when they hit the road, though. They're, as a matter of fact, only giving up 0.8 points more for one-hour possessions when they're in a road-slash-shoot-court environment rather than when they are at home. And they're being pitted up against the Syracuse team that they've been able to break the 75-point plateau just once in their last eight games. So it's been a little bit of a slog for them. Meanwhile, it's been inconsistent with regards to the Syracuse team. They've been being up much better when they've been at home rather than in a road-slash-shoot-court environment. As a matter of fact, you take a look at the Syracuse team in their home games, They've now given up 70 points or fewer in three out of their last four games. They've given up 73 points or fewer in all but one of their home games ever since, really, Thanksgiving. So they've been able to do a nice job of being able to D this thing up when they've been at what used to be known as the Carrier Dome. I think that they changed the name. They're changing all these names. So we're just going to call it the Carrier Dome because that's what I know it as. But for Syracuse, I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job there. And on top of that, in this game, you're not going to be getting any second chance opportunities. With Syracuse, this team is well outside the top 275 with regards to their rebound rate in terms of the offensive side of things with regards to their missed shots that result in an offensive rebound, 23.3%. That is outside the top 275 nationally. Meanwhile, Louisville, in a road-slash-shirt-court environment, they rebound less than 21% of their misses, 20.8% to be exact. That is 322nd in all of college basketball. With Louisville turning the ball over left and right, with Syracuse not being able to get a lot of second chances, you get a relatively mundane game in which a pair of teams that they don't really shoot it well from three. You don't have a Syracuse team that's about 50th in the country with regards to possessions per game, so they're going to be looking to play a little bit up-tempo. I just don't think that they hit the needed amount of shots to be able to get this total over. So my DK Network write-up pick is going to be on the under in this spot. Semi-total more around a 149.5 and with Syracuse. Like I said, they opened up at 10. That's a big reason why I didn't write this up because I thought that, oh, well, you know what? 10-point line. I made my number more on 11 to 11 and a half. I see a little bit of an edge with Syracuse. Now we've got a bigger one with this line moving. So you're at the 8 to 8 and a half. Going to be one to lay with Syracuse. My write-up, that is going to be on this total under. And when we take a look at the lay of the land in college basketball, we've got some very interesting teams. But I do think that we want to be taking note of what we're seeing out there in the old fun belt. And I see a nice edge with this road favorite. This is 727-728 on the board. Our nation's fourth president, James Madison, because we were let down by our first president, George Washington. So we've got to keep it patriotic here. James Madison, they're on the road. They're going to be facing off against Arkansas State. Arkansas State, a four and a half to a five point home underdog. So now this game is 160. Now I am going to be taking a look at the over. Arkansas State has some of the most demonstrative home and road splits they're going to find in all of college basketball with their offense. They are scoring more than 26 points more 
for 100 possessions at home rather than in a roadside shooter corner environment. Meanwhile, this James Madison team, they've been bringing the thunder on defense. This team is in the top 12 nationally with regards points allowed on a per possession basis. You may recall James Madison when they were knocking off Michigan State, what have you, really having that nice Herculean run to start the season. They were doing so by being able to just go bombs away from three-point range. Well, now they're about a slightly above average team nationally with regards to their three-point shooting percentage, right around about 34.5%. Terrence Edwards has been your main man, being able to give you about 17.5 points per contest, but you do have a pair of guys that shoot about 38.5% from three-point range. Julian Wooden has been in there, and then you've had Noah Friedel also be able to shoot it well from three-point range, but this is a James Madison team that they do a nice job being able to hit the glass, being able to get second and third chances, and this is an Arkansas State team that, while their offense elevates at home, their defense actually decreases. They are giving up more than two points more per one hour possessions at home rather than in a road slash scoring environment. James Madison has been one of the most consistent teams home to road in all of God basketball. So I did set James Madison as a seven-point favorite. Going to be one to lay the number. And I'm also taking a look at the over. Semi-total 163. And what we're taking a look at next is the big game with Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Banking Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSN Pro subscription. You're able to save $41 off an annual Pro subscription. Typically, it's $240. Get it for $199 by being a listener to the Greg Peterson Experience. Just utilize the promo code for this show of Greg. That is G-R-E-G. This gives you access to everything that we do on our VSN website, which is new and improved. Our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSN expert has got the hot hand. 24-7 video access, premium analysis, betting splits to see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Plus, the Super Bowl of a betting guide, which is out right now with best bets and favorite player props for the big game. Plus, great betting systems. Remember, utilize that promo code of Greg to be able to save yourself some money on a Visa and Pro annual subscription and be able to, smart bet, be able to bet smarter all season long. And to be able to re- redeem that, you go to VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, it is always great to be joined by this man. Ryan Kramer, he does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Taking a look at the great game that we all know and love. Joining us for VSIN Super Week here. And Ryan, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And it's always a pleasure to look at a tremendous stash like that. Thank you so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's been a while, Hoops. Uh, I, I missed you. Unfortunately, yeah, you're you're getting the uh the freshly shaved mustache. Final week of a bet I lost to uh, my co-host over here, Sean Green. And uh, yeah, it's uh, honestly, thank you for the compliment. It's funny. Most people, uh, they're nice to me about it, but I can't figure out if they're being sarcastic or if, or if they're, or if they're just not sure. So uh, you genuinely, you seemed a little shocked by it. So I appreciate the kind words. Absolutely. For those watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, you're in for a special treat with, I mean, a <laughs> mustache that should be hung in the Louvre, in my opinion. Just absolutely A-plus work right there. If you're listening on radio, you're missing out right now. You want to be seeing these photos of Ryan Kramer. Absolute A-plus right there. Just like the big game that we are getting right here with the 49ers currently being a two-point favorite against the Chiefs. Total is 47.5. I know you've got... 
your opinions with regards to the game with a lot of props aside the total so how about if we start first things first with regards to the side and total and work our way from there how are you taking a look at this big game yeah i'm i'm bravely willing to have a position on the side and the total hey i i, I immediately came into this game thinking man it, it this is going to be a wild situation where you're going to get a whole bunch of the tmz crowd who's actually not just a football TMZ crowd, but the actual TMZ crowd coming in, looking to bet the chiefs, looking to bet on, uh, on Taylor's boyfriend. And so from the, from the start, I was kind of looking for a way to not be on that side. And I know that I'm looking down the barrel of fading Patrick Mahomes as a dog, but I like taking this Niners team. I like being on the contrarian side in a super bowl. And I like certainly being on the side of the better team that I think most people would agree if this game was played a couple of weeks ago, uh, we would be scoffing at why is this not three uh, full points? So I understand that Mahomes plays for the chiefs, but I think the better team is going to be coming uh, from the Niners. And when you sprinkle in that revenge aspect to this one and Kyle Shanahan kind of being the, uh, a little bit more of the desperate coach in this situation, I think the Niners have a lot more outcomes where they come out on top and they don't. I think the, the, the spread means almost nothing to me. I would rather play the MVP. If I'm being completely honest with you, I'll load up uh, on McCaffrey. I think the price is absolutely ridiculous. I think if the Niners win the game, like I think they do not many paths for me where Brock Purdy wins it uh, over McCaffrey. So that would be my play. And if I'm looking, if I'm going, I'm not much of a totals guy, but I do think this is a game where there's going to be a little bit more scoring. So much has been spoken about the chiefs and their defense and how they're holding teams down hard for me to see either team really being held under 20 points in this one. So 47 and a half uh, short of that key number of 48. I definitely would look over before I look under. And I sort of do correlate the side and the total in this one. And it's not in the way that a lot of people will be thinking because typically when you think, Oh, a team with Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be a high scoring game. I do think that an under honestly lends itself a little bit better for this Chiefs team rather than an over because this has been a 49ers defense that has been a little bit shaky and it's really the offense, in my opinion, that got the 49ers to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy putting together a nice drive late against the Packers. And he also did a great job late in that game against the Lions as well, which does have me encouraged about that 49ers offense a little bit more so than the defense. And it's interesting because you're going to, I think this Niners defense is going to hear everyone talking about how, oh, they're just going to sit back in zone and oh, they haven't been as aggressive and they're not quite good with their run fits and they're getting blown off the ball. And so it's going to be an interesting dynamic, but I'm with you. I, I think absolutely. If you're, if you're going to say like Niners win, um, probably an over uh, chiefs win, I think more likely an under, I think when you look at the chiefs performances over the last 20 weeks of the season, uh, they've held teams under 20 points in 16 of them. And so that that's your angle right there, right? They've kind of become a, a team that is stubbornly sticking to the run. We saw it last game, uh, Pacheco, they kept going to him against that Ravens team and they're led by the defense. And so Mahomes is still the guy. Mahomes is still the reason they're going to win if they win. But to your point, he's playing a game where he realizes like not shootouts. We're not going to win all the shootouts. We need to play conservative games. I can't turn the ball over. And my best friend is I, Isaiah Pacheco right behind me and Travis Kelsey when things get dicey. So I do think defense first, if I'm, 
if I see, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at the simulations, which I like to watch all the simulations, but if I look at the simulations, I definitely see more of the chiefs victories, like the 21 17 variety where it is a low scoring game. It is going to come down to the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. And at the end of the day, even though I like the Niners, if you're putting a gun to my head and you're saying one play for the game, hard to not say Mahomes. Yeah. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he's, been in this big spot before, and this is, as we know, going to be Brock Purdy's first time in the Super Bowl. But I do think that it was encouraging what we saw last few weeks from him in the playoffs to be able to get to this spot. As joining me on the show, we do have Ryan Kramer. He does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And that does lead into what are some of the props that you are going to be taking a look at? Because I know that you were alluding to it with Christian McCaffrey in terms of taking a look at him in terms of the, to be able to win MVP. And I do have to think that with regards to Christian McCaffrey, he needs to hit some overs with regards to these props for him to be able to win that MVP. You know, I, I do think he needs to hit some overs, but if you sit back and think about it, if this is, you know, if they score three touchdowns, McCaffrey gets one, but he has a hundred rushing yards. He's got another 40, 50 receiving yards. I think there's just so much of a, a, a energy that of wanting to give him the the award. He kind of was the regular season MVP. I mean, Lamar's going to win it, and it's going to feel a little silly in hindsight. And, and and we've seen it before. I mean, think Cooper Cup. He had a pretty good pretty good Super Bowl, but it almost felt like that was the culmination of him winning some sort of regular season award. And so certainly the receiving uh, prop, a uh, thirty three and a half, thirty four and a half. I, I like the angle. Um, I, I just think it protects you too. Cause I think they're in versions of the game where they're trailing. I think McCaffrey getting deployed in the receiving game as a way to slow down this pass rush that has kind of been a big piece and helped carry this team. I, I do think McCaffrey to get loose in the receiving game is interesting. And, and really, if you want to like talk about value plays, uh, there's a number of shops that are offering total rush attempts and reception markets in, in the game, not yards, just rushing attempts and receptions. And McCaffrey is the chalk in that market at minus 165. And it's, it's much cheaper than his rushing outrights. And I don't quite get it because really he's competing against just Pacheco. And that's another one that I'm leaning into pretty heavy. I do think this is going to be a game. We're going to see a ton of carries, a ton of touches, a ton of receptions for McCaffrey. And and so, although very chalky, very, uh, you know, quote unquote public, I'm going to be invested in Christian McCaffrey on Sunday. And I do think that it's going to be interesting to see just how the game plan is for the 49ers, because even if they're down by a score or two, I don't think that they're going to be abandoning the run as well. And if I'm taking a look at unders in this game, I'm going to be taking a look at a lot of unders with regards to Brock Purdy, not necessarily for him to have like a bad game or anything like that, but for him to not necessarily air it out so much, because I even think that if the 49ers are down like 17-14, 21-14 in the late third, early fourth quarter, I think that they're going to be sticking with the run and still feeding Christian McCaffrey the run. I think you're right. And I think it's the way that they, I mean, I think there's a lot that you could, you could talk yourself into like, Hey, Kyle Shanahan's really going to be looking at himself and saying, Hey, I got a great matchup in my running game. I love to run the ball. Don't overthink it. And so, yeah, I, I, I I'm in on anything McCaffrey. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of out on most of the receiving stuff, whether it's Ayuk. Uh, or Debo, uh, Kittle. I'm very neutral on. I'm 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 definitely invested in Kyle Uzcheck. Uh, that that's a fun pivot here because 
not only do I love uh, Kyle Juszczyk, uh in a number of markets, whether it's over a half reception, uh, anytime touchdown, but really for him to have the first reception of the game for the 49ers, this is a team with very narrow uh, target distribution. He's the fifth guy in the field. Usually it's 24 to one fun, long shot. Kyle Juszczyk, also a fun party trick name. Yes, absolutely. And I would say don't go 100 to 1 for use check to have the most rushing yards in the game. That might be a little bit foolish, but first reception we could see. And Ryan Kramer, we could always see that he does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And coming up next, we'll take a look at some long shot props with him right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Doma Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and so much more. You're going to love every single bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash BSIN, you're able to get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Ryan Kramer. Does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network joining us for VEASAN Super Weekend. It is going to be super, the show that he and Sean Green do every single Friday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So if you like this time slot here on VEASAN, you always want to be sticking around for those Fridays slash if you're out there on the East Coast, that's actually very, very super early Saturday. But that said, I know that we were taking a little bit of a look at more of the 49er side of things with regards to props. I know that you're very much in on Christian McCaffrey. When you take a look at the flip side, the team that you're fading with the Chiefs, have you invested anything with regards to the Chiefs in terms of betting on some props and perhaps either diversifying the portfolio or just sticking with your game script of the 49ers being able to get the job done? It's interesting because I think um, once again, I'm going to have some chalky positions here because I think Kelsey gets his in just about every scenario. You look at the way that Kelsey performs in the postseason since the last time these two teams faced off in the Super Bowl. Kelsey's played 12 postseason games. He scored a touchdown in 10 of those games. His anytime price is plus 100. Uh, to me, the the math obviously doesn't add up. It's big time, big game, Travis, you know, even throw the, the narrative stuff aside, throw the, you know, who his girlfriend is, everything about this. It could be his last game. He could retire. He is absolutely dominant in the postseason, And so there's not really a Travis Kelsey bet. I don't like, and I know people will scoff at this, but I think also when you look at Kelsey, and I know Rashi Rice is certainly a cute way to maybe get into this world too. But when you look at the way the Niners play defense, they're going to drop into their zone. Kelsey's going to find the spots. They're going to try to get cute with man. He's going to beat him like he did last week where the Mahomes is just throwing him prayers. And so I think however they decide to play the game, Travis Kelsey's going to get his. And however the game goes, if Patrick Mahomes and this team get up, it's probably because of Travis Kelsey. And I think if they fall behind, which again, more likely in my uh, simulations, I think he then even becomes more critical of a piece because as that Niners team rushes for drops back into their zone, like they love to Kelsey just becomes easy yards to eat up and, and Mahomes is, is fine taking them. And again, we've seen these game logs 
in the past with Travis Kelsey in the postseason, uh, we think about uh, some of the performances he's had where he's got double digit targets, multiple touchdowns. And so not in too many ways that I, I would tell you to, to not play Kelsey, but I'll give you a fun way to play him. You can take him to get a rushing yard over a half rush yard is plus seven fifty. I don't even love the price that much. I just think Andy Reid, the way that he's going to dial up something silly, we've seen him do it before. He's just run out of guys he likes. He can't trust. He can't trust MVS or he can't trust Miko Hardman on one of these reverses. That's why he ran it with Travis Kelsey against the Ravens. So uh, Kelsey in the receiving props, love that. Kelsey in the touchdown markets, love that. I even like Travis Kelsey to get a couple rushing yards at plus seven fifty. I absolutely love it. Taking a look at a whole bunch of Travis Kelsey. And when it comes to the actual game itself, as we know, there's always those interesting props to say the least, like a field goal at the post. You've got the octopus bet, which both of those actually hit last year. If you were betting overs on the Super Bowl last year, if you were looking at those more exotic props, you were able to make yourself a whole nice big bundle of cash. And those that were betting a lot of no as well, that was a very, very sad Super Bowl. And I was one of them. So. I raised my hand there, but are there any of these that you're going to be taking a look at for the Super Bowl? I mean, certainly one that I take a look at for every Super Bowl is I take the first pass will be incomplete. Uh, it's not as uh, fun or exotic as the octopus, uh, but I do think there is some, whether it's the, the, the logic of, you know, it's a big game, they might be tight, or just the fact that maybe you're going to get a different, different look. Um, you play both quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes is plus two twenty. Purdy is is currently, I believe, plus two oh five. So you're really looking to just hit one of the two. Uh, another another way I look to play the no or or for something to not happen. I see they 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 love to put out the total players with a reception in the Super Bowl. And this year, I noticed it was a tad bit higher. Fourteen and a half is minus one thirty right now. And I ran through it in my head and I'm thinking, man, the Niners are really narrow target distribution. So I give the big four plus plus use check and maybe a bonus one that's six. And then I go over the chiefs and it's like, man, seven is kind of stretching. I'll even go to eight. That's still 14. And so uh, I, I know that both of these coaches tend to like to call a cute play here or there, but I ran through this one a couple different ways and I'm not sure how they get to, to 15 pass catchers in this one. So I really like that under. Uh, at 14 and a half minus 130. Yep, I think that you just run out of guys in general that are trustworthy because then you're getting into the lane of like Kadarius Tony and Kadarius <laughs> Tony doesn't even know how to line up on the correct side of the football. So I am right there with you. I think that that's a good angle. As joining me on the show, we do have Ryan Kramer. He does such great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I know you were alluding to this a little bit, but you're talking about, hey, it might be a little bit chalky and I'm going to be taking a look at this. But how much in the Super Bowl do you not want to reinvent the wheel? Do you want to go with tried and trues? Because I do think that there's a lot of people that they sometimes outthink themselves. They think that they're trying to be like super duper sharp and everything like that. But in the Super Bowl, there's really no such thing, in my opinion, as sharp money. There might be on like a very, very strange prop that you're only able to get like one or two books, things like that. But I do think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, there's really no sharper square sides and you should just be sticking with what you truly know rather than trying to outthink yourself and trying to be like, Hey, even though I like this, I need to lay off because I might be getting a little bit too chalky or I might be getting a little bit too invested in my side slash show with regards to the game script. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the exercises that's really helped me is that, you know, for our podcast, we essentially break it up and we give out this year, we gave out 58 props and we dole it out as a dollar portfolio. And so you really can see you can make a lot of bets, but as long as you're smart about concentrating your vol, your dollars and, and making sure that you're a, you know, it is important to have an understanding of how you th- think the game is going to go, but you also don't want though that, that threading to have to be so narrow that, you know, a couple bad dominoes happen early and you're completely cooked for the game. And so for me, it really like this year, using it as a, as a macro example, I think I, I, I I, I push all my chips to the middle with Kelsey scoring a touchdown and with McCaffrey winning the MVP. And, and not only can I win both ways, but I'm, I'm also kind of leaning more into something that's going to have a little bit less variance. I'm not playing some of these long shot markets and, and that's the stuff you do want to sprinkle, but you think about it, you play 58 props into a game, for example, you're going to accidentally counter correlate yourself. So you really have to be smarter about, you know, small bets on the long shot stuff, but concentrate your action to what you think is actually, uh, you know, going to happen in, in, in the fat part of the distribution. I think the idea of Kelsey touchdown is a great one because I think in so many of the outcomes of this game where they win and lose, he still scores that touchdown and you still cash that even money bet. Yep. And with Travis Kelsey, he's been a big giant constant here in the postseason. So I do like that look as well. And then we've got, Enough time for just a little bit of what you're taking a look at in general that might be a little bit off the beaten path because I know that you've given out more of your just actual player props. I know that we've alluded to just some things that we might be seeing with regards to the big game, taking a look at a few trends, but is there just one or two bites that are just very, very strange that you look at and you say, you know what, there might be a little bit of value here. I'll I'll say this. Uh, I gave you my Kyle use check to have the first reception for the, the Niners at 24 to one. That's that's getting a little bit weird. I'll give you another one. First quarter rushing leader, Brock Purdy, 35 to one. I think we all know Spags is going to potentially come out with some serious pressure. And I think we also know that Brock Purdy has been feeling himself after having some nice runs, people referring to him as Lamar Jackson, complimenting his willingness to run the ball. Uh, so what do we do when we shrink the clock? We increase variance and could, could, could there be a weird first quarter where there's not a ton of running? Probably not. But if Brock, Brock Purdy is one of the guy who's guys who could have a carry. And so at 35 to one, a little bit off the beaten path, uh, that that's certainly one that's fun. Uh, one that is more, uh, you know, this is for your party. You want to seem like, you know, what you're talking about done a ton of research on this uh, with some of the guys behind the glass with you right now uh, with some of our guys, this national anthem is going under 86 and a half seconds guaranteed. You can still get plus plus one fifty on that. Reba McIntyre has never gone over this number in any of her public performances. So uh, t- taking the under here, plus plus one fifty. Uh, have a day, Greg. We are trusting in Reba to be able to build our bankroll. That's not something that I thought would happen, but that's sometimes what you give the Super Bowl. And when you get Ryan Kramer on this show, you know that you're always going to get great insights. I appreciate your time as always, my friend. Thank you so much. Cheers, Hoops. Always great to have Ryan aboard. And from one great guest to another coming up next, we're joined by Terrell Furman of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. You're 
practicing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because now VSN, we got an exclusive offer up for DraftKings customers, and we push hard for this one because. I want to get you guys as much action as humanly possible and some big time action. You're able to earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 that you bet. And this is up to $2,500. You don't want to wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code VSIM when you sign up and you're able to earn $500 for a bonus bet for every $1,000 that you bet now because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, that crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I know that behind the scenes, we were pushing for a little bit of a bigger promo, so that is a very good one if you're a listener to this fine program. And man, that always does a tremendous job of lending his insights. That'd be Terrell Furman. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Take a look at everything from the NBA, NFL, WNBA, and you're able to catch him on the college experience as well. And Terrell, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, it's always great to be back and great to push the the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes, as he embarks yet another Super Bowl. So here in Vegas, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be a great week. Oh, absolutely. And I think we know where you're going for this one. You've joined me a few times here over the last few weeks. I know that you've been on the Chiefs every single time. Right now we find the Chiefs as a two-point underdog and Dodon's game is 47.5. So the real question is, along with your Chiefs bet, what are you taking Mm -hmm. a look at outside of that? Because I do tend to think that this is a game that has a great potential to go under just because with the Chiefs, this has been a little bit of a new look team and that it's really been the defense has helped them get to this big spot. And that's just the great thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he can adjust. He can adjust to no matter what the team is. And this team doesn't need Patrick Mahomes to go out there and throw 50 touchdowns this season. Doesn't need him for throw over 5,000 yards. They just need him to win the game. Just win the game. Don't blow it. Because why? Because Steve Spagnola has this defense. Super Bowl defensive coordinator, Chiefs, Giants, Steve Spagnola. He's got this defense rolling to where they can rush the passer. They have a gauntlet in the secondary that is ran by Legereus Sneed, who just makes life difficult for the opposing quarterback. So I think Brock Purdy is going to have a long day, a long, long day. And while the 49ers defense has been suspect of late, I don't think that it's going to be a situation where they're they're not going to be able to get stops. They're not going to be able to challenge Patrick Mahomes as well and not and force him into some bad throws. So I think the under 40, 47 and a half, I think that's probably one of my better bets for this game. I understand a lot of people are on the over. I understand where you look at Debo, Christian McCaffrey, uh, I guess Brock Purdy, George Kittle on one side, and then you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And it doesn't matter who's with him. You got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. And as Roman Reigns said, you just all the other pieces just fit in right there. Everybody thinks this game is going over. I'm going contrarian. Give me under 47 and a half here. Yep, I'm right there with you. I am in on the under as well because I just take a look at this game and you're alluding to it. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to go out there, throw for like 300 plus yards, four plus touchdowns or anything like that. And the way that both of these teams are built, I do think that it bodes very well to the ground game because for one, the Chiefs have really been dynamic in terms of taking Mm -hmm. away the pass. We saw that in that game against the Ravens. We've been seeing it not just all postseason long, but all season long in general with the way that the Chiefs have been able to play a lot of those second half unders for those that have been betting those. But on top of that, with regards to this 49ers defense, they have been getting gashed quite a bit on the ground game, and I think that this could be a very good game for Isaiah Pacheco as well. Yeah, I do. I think Isaiah Pacheco over 16 and a half rushing attempts. I think that's a great play because I think that 
this is going to be a situation where the Chiefs get out early. They have one of those fast first halves that they typically do, and then they typically stall out in the second half. But if you're watching a lot of those games, it's really less of stalling out and more of, no, let's just play clock management. And we don't have to go out there and put up 40 points in a win anymore. We have a really, really good defense that, hey, if we score in the first half and the defense continues not to let the other team score, we've got this in the bag. So I think Isaiah Pacheco, especially in the second half, those rushing attempts are going to skyrocket for him, and he should have a pretty solid day. I, I really think that if you look at Super Bowl MVP props, it's between Patrick Mahomes and Isaiah Pacheco because I think that's how this game is probably going to be won by the defense playing really good and then the offense just doing enough and what they need to do to make sure that they win. No question about it. As joining me on the show, we've got our good friend Terrell Furman of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And I know that a lot of people are taking a look at the game script on this game. And typically you think, oh, this team is behind. So that means that they're going to be passing it a lot. And I do think that, much like you, that the Chiefs mm-hmm. are going to be able to get it done. But that said, with regards to the 49ers, I just don't think that they're going to be airing it out as much as a lot of people think because you're seeing the Brock Purdy passing props. His attempts are around about 31 and a half. His passing yards is north of 225 and a half. I do like a lot of unders with Brock Purdy because even if the 49ers are down, say, 17 to 10, 24 to 17 late in the game, I don't think that they're going to abandon the run. I do think that this is going to be a game where Christian McCaffrey, even though it's going to come in a losing effort, in my opinion, he's still going to get his. Yeah, and so that leads me to my next prop, and that's Brock Purdy under 31 and a half complete pass attempts. For we could go through the 18 games that he's played this season, and he's only gone over 31 and a half passing attempts twice, twice all season that he's been able to do that. He did it in the playoffs. He did it uh, twice in the regular season, so three times if we include the playoffs. But he's not. A, he's just not built to throw the ball a bunch. That's not how they want to run this offense. They want to run the ball behind Christian McCaffrey. They want to be able to find other ways to move the football than just asking Brock Purdy to throw the ball 55 55 times down the field. Like, that's just not how he plays his game. His best game is when he can short dump ball passes, let his players get to work, and they go up like that. And so I think this is another situation where, hey, this is the biggest game of his life. (laughs) Like, by far the biggest game of his life. He's still a second-year player in the league. We're not going to go out here and ask him to be Superman. We're not asking him to do anything different. We're going to go out there, low volume of passes, high volume on the rushing attempts, and we're going to hope Christian McCaffrey can carry us into a really nice day. Yep, I do think that that's a good way of taking a look at it, and it's exactly the way that I think that it's going to be going as well, because I don't think that the 49ers, by any stretch of the imagination, are going to be just completely lambasted in a one-score game. You don't have to abandon the run now. The 49ers get down like 21-0, to 28-0. That might torpedo this one, but I'm willing to take my chances there because I do think that this is going to be a game that, even though I do like the Chiefs on the money line, I do think that it's going to be a rather nip-and-tuck game. I'm not sure how you evaluate this, but personally, when it comes to my projected final score, I was seeing more of a 24-20 style game. Yeah, 24-20, 17 maybe something like that something low scoring because i think that a lot of people are giving these two defenses a lot of credit in how good they are in fact if we sit in here we're talking about anytime touchdown and we're talking about super bowl props uh, take a flyer on both defenses the score just think about it patrick mahomes is not afraid to throw an interception that there's been one critique of patrick mahomes is his willingness to be able to put the ball in situations where he can't throw an interception and that creates things off the turnover that creates it 
uh, possible pick six opportunities. You look at Brock Purdy, and if this Chiefs pass defense can get to Brock Purdy, I think that they can disrupt him enough where, hey, maybe you have a scooping score here. We're still talking about, you know, everybody that's in this uh special teams and running the ball back. Like I, th- these are the type of plays. These are the type of things that I'm looking for in this game. Anything unforeseen, uncertain, because in a game where I see two, two really good defenses that I think are going to carry both of their teams, that's when the impossible happens. That's when you start getting some defensive touchdowns. So I'm, I'm all for it. Roll out the defenses. This is going to be a great game. And we're going to be talking about the other side of the ball instead of, you know, Patrick Mahomes and all the pass catching options for the 49ers. Yep, and I don't hate on a Brock Purdy to be able to throw an interception prop as well. Getting a little bit juice right now, seeing at minus 135 at DraftKings. I would prefer this to be a little bit further down, so maybe that's one that you sort of put a circle around, you bookmark it if it gets down to more like a more reasonable minus 120, minus 125. I certainly do think that that's worth a play, and Terrell, I know that you do a great job taking a look at just daily action when it comes to the NBA taking a look at just Mm -hmm. the college sports scene in general as well. And the one thing about the Super Bowl is that it is not being played on Wednesday. So is there anything that you are going to be taking a look at for Wednesday, whether that's be that be college, NBA, heck, even hockey, anything that you're liking for Wednesday? Oh, well, I mean, I'm looking at one of my favorite system plays here, fading the Miami Heat as home favorites. And then not only do I get to fade them as home favorites, I get to fade them on a back-to-back when they have an injury report that is long as a mile. And I could probably write a book about it on just the injuries they've had this season. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to go ahead and take the opportunity to do that. This is a team that historically they're they're not good covering as home you look at what they're doing the past three years and they're hitting somewhere around 44 percent at the clip at home as a home favorite in games they're expected to win so victor women yama coming to town this first team coming off some rest miami back to back it's a lot of things that i could see going wrong and they had one of the few home covers last night or tonight depends on what side of the coast you're on but they were able to get it done against the Magic. I'm going to make them make me do it twice in a row. So give me the San Antonio Spurs plus seven and a half here. Well, they aren't hitting at a great clip with that system, but a man that it's 100% on great segments on the show is you, Terrell. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good night, everyone. Always great to have Terrell Furman aboard. And coming up next, let's take a look at some college basketball for Wednesday on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. <laughs> 